Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I am so happy to have you with me again this week. This episode is really another topic that came out of episode 25, which is definitely shaping up to be a quite a pivotal episode, I think, about rewilding your business, this whole concept of um, coming back to basics, getting the foundations right, simplifying, and learning to trust your intuition. And that's what this week's episode is about. So much hinges on our ability to trust our intuition. And until we do, then we are constantly seeking external validations for our decisions and our choices, whether that's in our business or in our lives, you know, whatever arena we're talking about. Because the thing is, we get scared of making the wrong choice if we act independently. So then what we often do is outsource our decision-making to other people, right? Does that ring a bell where you're toying with the idea of something, but you just want someone else to rubber stamp that idea or say, yes, that's the right thing to do. Or no, that's not the right thing to do. Either way, And the problem is when we constantly outsource our decision-making to other people, it leads to us being really reliant on that external input. And it means we have to have that external input or our progress is hampered. So I want to talk this week about really learning to trust your intuition. So let's dive into that. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities building authentic relationships, and creating the abundant, full-fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. you know what? It really takes courage to trust your intuition, your gut feeling on something. But the more you do it, it's the same as that bravery muscle. You know, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the stronger that muscle becomes. And also the easier it is to really tune in and be able to listen to what your gut is telling you. Because that's where it all starts. Learning to trust your own intuition and make your own decisions confidently, time after time, it all comes back to learning how to tune in and really listen to what that intuition's saying. Often, there's a physical feeling in your chest 
when something feels wrong. Can you relate to that? So thinking of an idea that isn't a good idea, an obvious one, where do you feel that intuitive no? For me, it's definitely in my chest. It's like a tightening feeling, a, um, how would we describe it? A scared feeling, I think. Definitely in the chest when something feels wrong. And conversely, there's often a lightness in your shoulders when something feels right. So these are two super indicators of what your gut is telling you on a decision. But it's not always easy to tune into that and really be aware. And But it's a really good exercise to practice. Like try and practice it a few things with, with things that you probably already know the answer to. But really try and experience it as if it was something you were actually considering. And just see if you get that feeling in your chest, a physical feeling in your chest, when it's a bad idea or it just feels wrong. And that lightness in your shoulders, they almost, when you come up with an idea or a course of action that feels right to you, that you're gut is saying yes to, it's almost your shoulders lift. You feel lighter. So I'd love it if you can just practice that and see if that resonates with you. It's interesting this. I know some people who absolutely trust their gut instinct implicitly every time. You know, they will literally go with their gut every single time. And then you've got like the other end of the spectrum where you've got people who just dismiss their intuition or their gut feel on something out of hand. They absolutely dismiss that as mumbo jumbo. For me, I think uh, the truth is in the middle somewhere. I think I definitely am more towards the end of the spectrum of implicitly trusting my gut instinct and my intuition because it just doesn't let me down. But when it comes, if you're the sort of person who just really dismisses this kind of thing, it's like, nah, there's no such thing as, as gut or intuition. You've got to be really analytical and and um, weigh up the pros and cons of every decision before you make it. I want you to think about something. I don't believe that anyone is deaf to their intuition. I think everyone can tune in to that gut instinct, that intuition. The problem is they just don't always like what it's telling them, right? And the key thing is it's deciding whether or not to trust your gut instinct on something is establishing whether it truly is gut instinct or whether it's an excuse to do or not to do something. Or maybe it's a reason to explain a poor decision. Right? 
So this is a really important one to ponder. Often we just don't like what our instinct is telling us. We don't want that to be the answer. If it's something exciting that we want to launch ourselves into, let's think about an example in business, you know, a new project that, oh my goodness, it's just lighting you up. You can't stop thinking about it. And yet you're getting, you're getting a feeling. You're getting a feeling. Your intuition is telling you something's not quite right. I believe that some people will dismiss that intuition just because it's not giving them the answer they want. And that's where the danger lies because it's so rarely wrong. Because gut instinct or intuition is made up of lots of things. Your brain is giving you those signals based on lots of things like latent memories, like facts that you've processed and filed away somewhere. You know, it's not, it doesn't come out of nowhere, right? It is informed. Your gut instinct, your intuition is informed by your brain. So I think it's dangerous to dismiss it out of hand. And in fact, I'd go as far as to saying, learning to really tune in and really listen is going to save you so much time. It's going to help you make decisions painlessly. If you're one of those people that kind of agonizes over every decision you make, that really struggles to to make a final decision on something, learning to tune in and trust that intuition is going to be critical for you. Like when it comes to our businesses, I think, I do see this a lot, this whole idea of gut instinct is often like kind of misused as a way to make a snap decision. How often do you hear like, oh, I went with my gut on that? as a rationalization for making a poor decision. But actually, when you truly follow your gut on something, there's often like a niggling feeling that's difficult to ignore. It like builds up. It doesn't tend to be a snap decision. It's not something you can like anticipate. It And it often does go against what you want to do, right? It's almost like a, a bra- the brain's error message that's been triggered by an intended action, right? That's not to say that you can't trust your gut on things that you do want to do that are right for you. And like I say, coming back to the physical manifestation of what it feels like to have a positive intuition about something, that lightness. Sometimes a smile will come to your face. You know, these are, your your, your brow isn't furrowed with worry. There are lots of physical ways that you can experience a true gut instinct on something. What's helpful is to just think about running ideas through a few filters when you're feeling like you're getting that niggling intuition feeling, positive or negative, 
often negative. Often our intuition stops us from doing something. True intuition. Going with your gut on something is it really is often used as an excuse to justify doing something that perhaps wasn't the right thing to do. And when you don't do something because of your intuition, it's often way more considered. Running things through these filters, things like, you know, like what would following this course of action prevent you from doing? So that's a really good one when you've had an idea to do something and much as you love the idea of it, there is a niggling feeling, a niggling instinct that maybe it's not the right thing at this time. Thinking about what would doing that thing prevent you from doing? What would the knock-on effect be of making that decision to do something that maybe your instinct is telling you not to do? Another thing you can try is ignoring that reaction or instinct for a few minutes. What happens when you do that? What happens when you just put it to one side? Do you get a feeling of anxiety or do you just move on? You know, that can be a real sign of whether this is a genuine intuitive decision is that if you don't go with the intuition, you that can give you a real feeling of anxiety, whereas it possibly isn't an intuitive decision if it's very easy to put to one side and just move on from, right? I think it's important when you're thinking about this that, again, let's stop equating trusting our intuition or trusting our gut instinct with making quick decisions, because that's not always the right way to make a decision. And it certainly isn't It doesn't equate to trusting your intuition. In other words, you know, going with your gut doesn't have to mean making a split second decision. It can still be a considered decision. Right? And if you think about it, something that's really, probably really good advice someone once gave me was that if, if the consequences of following your gut on something are really like far reaching. Make a note of it. Make a note of the decision and how it's making you feel and then come back to it in a day or two and see how it feels now. Because true gut feelings, you're, you, over time you'll come to recognize this, that the gut feelings you can't ignore, you're going to be able to recognize them and separate them from excuses basically, or justifications for for doing the wrong thing. Yeah? Because we do all do that from time to time. We want to take a course of action that we intuitively know isn't right for us. So we get a little bit sneaky and we kind of try and manipulate our own feelings around it. And true intuition, true gut feelings can't be manipulated. So going away, coming back, 
reassessing how you feel about something is a really smart thing to do. You know, I've always said, my clients will are probably sick of hearing me say this, which is that, you know, making smart decisions is the secret to growing a business. It's just making one smart, solid decision after another. It's critical. And as a business owner, we have to get really good at it. So if learning to trust our intuition is one of the things that we can include in our armory, then why on earth would would we not do that, right? It can be a really important thing to master. It is, not can be, it is a really important thing to master because it's part of that omnipotence, that that absolute sovereignty that we need to embrace as business owners. Yes, be open to advice. Yes, seek opinions if it's helpful for you. But learning to make our own decisions and not needing external validation, not needing someone else to rubber stamp every decision we make is crucial. And like I say, we've got to get good at it. It's a non-negotiable. I hope that was helpful. Bit of a shorter episode this week, but I really wanted to just laser in on that one because it is something that uh, a few of you have kind of asked me about by email since that episode 25. So, you know, I kind of rescheduled a couple of things just because I think it's really important that if there is something that resonates with you guys, that I do react to that and answer questions um, in these episodes. And if if that makes it a, a slightly shorter, punchier episode, so be it. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Before I sign off, I just want to tell you about one thing. Um, some of you have already signed up, which is fabulous. If you haven't, I just want to tell you about my new newsletter. So those of you who are already on my email list know that you get an email every Monday, which just lets you know about the new episode of the podcast coming out. Now, every Thursday, I'm also sending a newsletter out. It's called Rewild Your Inbox. It's a curated list of stuff I've come across in the week that I've found super interesting. So I'm sharing things to read, to watch, to listen to, things to do, uh, mostly with a business theme, sometimes with a self-care theme or or just sometimes it's something that's I just think is so interesting that I've had to share it. So expect um, a little of the eclectic about it. I will pop a link in the show notes for you to subscribe to that. If you're not a show notey person and you just want the link, then it is jillmokes.com forward slash rewild dash your dash inbox. So it's been my pleasure to be here with you again this week and I'll catch you again next week. Have a fab week. Bye for now. hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. 
If you love the show, would you do me a massive favour, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help me put more heads together, reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now. Bye for now.